Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Um, I'm going to read First uh, John uh, chapter 3, verse 11 first. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. I thought it was a little funny, but I felt like I needed to talk about love tonight in regard to single people. <laughs> I follow his directions. I try not to drive. That doesn't usually work too well. <laughs> um, and then going on to 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother need have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's what I felt to do tonight. Hopefully I can tie it all together. Okay, if we could go to slide number one, please. This is a picture I took at my, uh, myself at home. Can you tell? <laughs> so the board game of life. This is an analogy that I thought of. Um, you can choose in this board game. I love this board game. Anybody else play it? So you can choose in this board game. If you go to college, you can choose your career. You can choose the house that you live in. You land on the right space. You might have a kid. But there is one box on that board game. You do not pass go. You do not collect $200. It is a guarantee in the game of life. And that box is get married. So is it any wonder that in a game, which is somewhat representative of real life, where we are representing the ideal life situation, that it's a representation of how society has idealized marriage. And it's not, you know, even that it's an option. I mean, for the majority of us, statistically, the majority of single people want to be married. But for whatever reason, we're not all married. A lot of reasons. And, you know, some of us are content in that, some of us are not. But it's, it's reality, because society has this ideal. And consequently, when people visualize their life in the terms of what is going to make me successful and content and happy in life, marriage is usually on that list. And so if that box is not checked for some people, they will think that they have failed in life. And maybe that box was checked at one time, but then something happens. Marriage is actually transient because every single, every single adult will be a single adult at one time. We, we are flesh. We die. My mom didn't know that within the space of one month, she was going to go from being a pastor's wife with three kids to being a single mother of three children. That's how fast life can change. People don't get married with the idea when they're saying their vows that to love until I don't want to anymore or until something goes wrong, until there's a problem we can't fix. But things break sometimes in a way that can't be retrieved. And so we need to be sensitive to that because there are people sitting next to you on a pew 
who have experienced these things in their lives. So who are singles? Maybe you're like me and you've never been married. I never thought that I was going to be in my 40s and never married. But here I am in my 40s, never married. And there are those who've been divorced. It wasn't their plan either. They, they had the plan. The plan didn't work out. Same things for those who have lost their spouse, the widows, the widowers. These are, these are the single people, the single population that we're experiencing in the life church and all over the country and all over the world, okay? So I did some survey questions online. The majority of the responses, unsurprisingly, were privately messaged to me because the questions were pretty raw. I'm not going to go through all of the questions, but it was a, a time for people to be able to be transparent about the things that they experience, or at least their perception of things as a single adult. And so I put together some slides about some of the answers to the questions, some of the things that we had. Okay, for the first one, um, do you feel supported as a single parent? And I, I think because the majority of these were prompted toward church people, this was toward singles in the church. 76% of respondents said no. And 24% said yes. And these are some comments that were mentioned in these things. People who would help, love, support, and mentor my kids. It's embarrassing or hard to ask for help when there isn't a specific person or ministry to ask. I need physical or mechanical help with vehicles and repairs. These are some of the real-world needs that singles are experiencing. Okay, next slide, please. Do you feel the church supports you as a single adult? 52% said no. 20% said no. 28% said yes. So we're, we're operating in some murky waters in singles ministry. Okay, next slide, please. What needs do you have that you would like the church to address? Over and over and over again, it was single parents saying, I need somebody to invest in my kids, somebody other than me. There is one saint in particular, although... You know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, like, the Berries and the Tinsleys, because these were people when I was growing up in a single-parent home that helped minister to me. But there is one saint in particular who took me by myself one day in my childhood, took me to lunch, took me to the bookstore and bought me a book, and just spent time with me to let me know that I was important and that I mattered and that she saw me. And that was Sister Sandy Heidinger, one of the meekest women that you would ever meet in this world. That is, it's an anchor in my memory from my childhood because it meant so much to me. And there are single mamas going to bed every night saying, God, please, please put it, make it a burden on somebody's heart to love my kid. They're, they're not going to hurt them, that they're going to support them, that they're going to show my son how to be a man. I don't know how to do that. There are single mamas that are trying to look to you as saints 
There are single dads that are worried that their, their wives are going to try to drag their kids away from God. And they're doing the best that they can. And they're wondering, does anybody see me? Does anybody see my kid? God, do you see me? Next slide, please. How do you wish others would treat you even though you are single? These are all comments that people had. Include me. Respect me. Fellowship with me. Listen to me. I can tell you from firsthand experiences, sometimes I'll try to share with somebody to express a need, and, and you don't feel like it's heard. That, that can be hard, too, if you actually are trying to, do, to reach out, and you kind of feel, well, that's just the way it is. You can deal with it. Suck it up. That's kind of hard. It feels kind of harsh. I'm not saying that's what it is all the time, because there are some people who listen, but are you one of those people? All right, next slide, please. Do you ever feel or have been made to feel that there is something wrong with you because you're single? 82%, and I was one of them, said yes. Um, <laughs> I will insert that there was a, a minister who gave a sermon one time um, at a singles banquet that I was at. And... I could not get past the first line, and this was when I was a little less well-controlled than I am now, not that I'm very good now, um, but some of y'all remember back in the day, if it struck me funny, I had to crawl under the table because I was crying so hard, I was laughing so hard, I couldn't believe, like, did that really come out of your mouth? Church, it, funerals, anywhere. I, I, but weddings, it was terrible. Um, so what the minister said was, to a group of singles, a room full of single people. Singles have special needs. The pause that I took, the pause that he should have apologized and said, wait a minute. So when you hear that, what do you think? I, I, no, no disparaging against anybody with a disability, but when I hear that I have special needs, do you know what I'm thinking? You think that I'm disabled. You think that I'm not capable. Maybe you think I don't have the intelligence that God gave you. Maybe you don't think that I have the ability that God gave you. Maybe you don't think that I can do anything. Maybe you think that I am less than. Just a perception. But, you know, sometimes these things matter. Sometimes they matter. Next slide, please. Do you ever feel a sense of shame about being single? This one was, I, I got some varied responses from this one. So 62% said yes, 38% said no. Some people said the shame that they experienced wasn't necessarily because they were single. It was because some way, shape, or form, they felt like they had failed in their marriage, in their life, because that box wasn't checked. 
the way that they wanted it to. You know, whether or not you recognize that marriage, and maybe as a, a married person you don't, but marriage does come with status in this society and in church. I mean, there's a reason that so few single women feel, at least it took me a really long time to feel like I could do something like this. And that was only because God told me I had to, <laughs> to be honest with you. So that, that shame factor, that, that's real. There are people sitting on pews with you right now who maybe they didn't have any choice about their marriage breaking up but they carry shame from that experience. They carry an identity shift because of that experience. They're walking in a place that is not been navigated before. All right, next slide, please. So what do you wish others would stop doing because you're single? So some people think it's cute to let you know that you're single. What are you gonna do? When are you gonna do something about that? Well, the last time I read my Bible, it said that he who finds a good wife finds a good thing. I don't see anything that says I should be chasing after a man. I'm just saying, if if I'm trying to line up with a book, I'm just, you know. And I don't want to consider myself leftovers. You know, kind of thing. Because we're not. We all bring things to the table, people. Um, one of the biggest things with so many singles in, in the responses felt like they don't get even recognized at church. Now, if that's ever me, please realize that I live the majority of my life up in my head. I cannot help it. These are thoughts that don't turn off. So please, just say my name. I will talk to you. <laughs> Snap me out of it. But... You know, for, for all of us, and even single people, are you seeing the other people that you're surrounded by? Are you talking and greeting your neighbors that are in the pews around you or, or in, in your neighborhood even? Because sometimes we're not seen because we don't make ourselves seen. But sometimes the ignorance is real. And I mean both that in ignore and ignorance. It's that they don't know. That's what I'm trying to tell them. Okay, uh, next slide, please. Do you feel like others assume things about your life because of your singleness? 88% said, yes, I do. Okay, so next one. So here's where I wanted to tie it all together. This is what I felt God gave me. Some of you, if you took psychology class or sociology or whatever in college or in high school, might remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The very bottom are the basics that you need to build a life on, okay? Physiological needs, that means your food, you've got a roof over your head, you're not worried about these material things. And then above that is safety, security. Um, Then above that is belonging, love, intimate relationships, and friends, and then we build into esteem, and then finally, self-actualization, realizing your potential. Well, again, in looking at the singles, if you are a single mom working 60 hours a week on a minimum wage job, 
Where do you think you're falling on that hierarchy of needs? You might be falling at the very bottom. So that's something to consider. Or let's say, unfortunately, I had a lot of respondents telling me about abusive exes and situations they were in in custody and court battles and being scared to send their kids away with an ex and turn on the nightly news and see stories or get your Amber Alert on your phone and see the situation of a custody battle gone wrong. Safety and security might be an issue for a single. Maybe they can't afford to live in housing that feels safe. And then going up above and beyond that, intimate relationships and friends. Well, if you don't feel like you're making connections, then, then where are you fa fall, falling in that category? And I'm not saying that that's everybody because it's not, but I'm just trying to address the realities that some singles are finding themselves in. Next slide, please. And so then it got me onto this, the types of love in the Bible. So there's eros, and that is the love that is idealized in often church and society, that coupling, that marriage, but then there's also familial love, which is, I have no idea how to pronounce it, storge, I think. And then philia, the brotherly love. And then agape, which is God's love. I loved one description of it that said selfless love. And sometimes I think the perception of people in church is that all of the focus is on eros, and they still have a need to be loved, but they can experience arrows for whatever reason in their season of life. But then they also feel that the church is not meeting the need of philia or storge or agape. And this is a reality of where some singles are living today. So I was brainstorming things like that. To the church, if you have a burden for single people, if you see the needs of single people, I would love it if you would partner with me. For instance, I had some singles saying, I would like a support group. Well, if you want a support group, hit me up. I'll, I'll do a support group with you. Fine. I'm going to tell you right now, I will not let it turn into a whining session. We're not doing that. We're going to have productive conversations. Uh, second thing, what about the softball team at church? The softball team, you, uh, there's lots of you that like to get together and play softball. Maybe you could consider putting it out there for single parents to invite their, themselves and their sons along to play softball with you. That would give the sons an opportunity to be mentored. It would give the single parents some fellowship. That might be an interesting place to start. Or what about honeydew day? Is there a group in this church that might consider partnering with me? The singles would come to me and say, hey, listen, I'm a widow. I'm on a fixed income, but I have things done in my house. My roof is leaking, whatever. I can't afford to pay for it. Is there anything that the church can do? Well, maybe if you get 10 men from the church and you pull some money and you pull some resources, you can go to a widow's house for a day and do a couple of hours of repairs. That would be a huge blessing to an elderly saint who's single. That would be a huge blessing to a single parent who's single. That would be a huge blessing to someone who's never married and single, but still on a tight budget because of that one income.
So acknowledging, addressing, these are just ideas that I was brainstorming, you know. But if you have an idea on how you could partner to support singles, I would love to hear it, and I would love to partner with you. Uh, Sister Van Owen actually reached out to me, and she said they saw such a need when they were leading the singles ministry for this, but because it is so work-intensive, it was difficult to do because there are so many people today that are single parents. But what they did was they invested in at least one family, and they would take them on vacations with them. They would take them basically everywhere that they went. That made a difference for that family. What if your family decided to come along, maybe a single parent or a single person, and join with them and say, no, come alongside me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab you. I'm going to incorporate you into my family. Um, I had one single who I kind of loved the response, said, I insert myself into people's families, made herself right at home. I was like, you will not ignore me. <laughs> I was like, I'm coming home with you. So, I mean, I kind of loved that almost audacity because genuinely single, sometimes you have to say something, okay? Um, so finally, the last pitch, single adult ministry, okay? I, it's, it's a rodeo. It is an absolute wild, wild west show in single adult ministry. I'm not going to lie. Um, I never know what I'm going to get. I never know what I'm going to be dealing with. It's interesting, and we have ebbs and flows, and we've got a lot of ups and downs and all sorts of things. But um, Sister Size, I recently heard her speak about this. The vision of single adult ministry is to educate, grow, care, and fellowship focused on, listen to this classy way of saying it, the unique life situations of adults, single adults. That's better than special needs, I will tell you. Okay, so... Single adult ministry, thank God for a visionary like Brother Bernard. 80% of new converts are single adults people. Over 50% of the U.S. adult population is a single adult today. So if we are not truly addressing singles ministry, if we are not investing in singles ministry, we're missing fields. We're missing harvest. And I got to say, we're missing healing for single people because there is life before and after marriage. That <laughs> this does not have to be what, what you think it is. All right, so Sam is really pushing for some things. They're developing men's ministry curricula, which I think is fantastic. My, one of my biggest issues has been discipling men. I don't think it's appropriate for me as a single woman to disciple men, but I don't have anyone who has decided to come alongside me and help me in that area. So consequently... I see that there are definitely some gaps in our men that are coming to the Lord. Moreover, I will say, please stop encouraging new disciples, whether men or women, to get into a relationship. They do not need a date. They need discipleship. They will make a much better choice in marriage someday if they learn how to walk with God. Please stop doing that. Please help them to find a mentor. Stop helping them try to find a date. Help them to find a mentor. You would do much better for them than that. All right. Single again in ministry. There are people who've lost spouses in that. Um, we're coming out with curriculum and literature at the national level. I think that's going to be incredibly helpful. And then there's a podcast. I don't know if anyone's heard it. It is fantastic with Dr. Lorraine Orozco. And she's interviewed Sister Sai. She's interviewed Melinda Poitras. 
And it's going to be great. It's had some good stuff. It's been encouraging. So what Sam is not, Sam is not a dating ministry. Why would the UPCI endorse Matchmakers R Us? No, that is not what this is. That is not what this is about. Now, that being said, because singles ministry is full of single people, you might meet somebody at a singles event, okay? That's, that happens. But that's not what the focus of. The goal of single adult ministry is to build community. Singles, I can't build this ministry by myself. I need people who want to come alongside me. I need people who want to get their hands involved in helping somebody else. If you have a love for other people, if you have a love to serve, please, please, I need your help. I am one person. I have so many things on my plate. I need you. Please support me. Please come. You don't even have to support me or like me. I just need you to work. please. (laughs) Okay. Um, Something else about Sam, it will help you build lifelong friendships. I have some friends here, but as life has gone along and families do what families do, it is natural, things happen. The majority of the connections I have now are actually outside of this church. It's because I attend single adult ministry and I connect with people who, like me, are ministry-minded, who, like me, are in similar life situations. And I remember in Texas, there was such a beautiful spirit of unity. At different points, we'd all shared some of the stuff we were going through, but this wasn't a whiny crybaby fest. It was simply just fellowship and feeling understood, and it felt so good. It was wonderful. That is the kind of environment you could be in if you as a single person actually decided to do it anyway, to go scared, to go meet a friend, to find people that you can travel with and enjoy and laugh with. There are people out there that want to be your friend. Even if people in this church are so overwhelmed with their own life and the things that they're going through, there are people who would connect with you there and understand exactly where you're coming from, maybe give you wisdom on how they navigated a certain scenario. Um, What is Sam not? Sam is not for people who have given up on the idea of marriage, okay? These, we, we are not losers who are like, oh, it's never going to happen for me. I'm just going to give up. I'm going to get fat and sassy and all of these things. That's not what it is. You know, this is, this is for people who just literally want a community, for people who say, I'm not going to be alone. I'm going to make my connections in the church. Get, to, singles, that's actually at least half on us. You can't just say, well, it's all the church's fault. Where are you connecting? Where are you plugging in? Where are you serving? Okay, and then... Finally, um, yes, there is a Missouri District Singles Conference. Labor Day weekend is our weekend. If you are a single person, I highly encourage you to go to this. The majority of it is actually more like a vacation. We go to shows together. We go hang out together. We do lots of fun things. We have one solid day at church. The majority of the meals are provided in your registration fee. You can, if you want to share expenses, you know, find a friend to share a room with. I would highly encourage you to go. It will bless you. You're going to make friends from all over the country. And then secondly, last podcast, or (laughs) last podcast. This is the podcast. This is Dr. Lorraine, and this was Sister Size in the podcast that we just did. And I'm so sorry. Um, But the needs 
that we need in church. Yes, we need the church to maybe see us if they haven't seen us before, if you haven't noticed the needs of single people. But we also need single people to engage. We can make it what we want it to be. And I hope that some of you will choose to do that with me. And together we can create that community that is supported and loving and helps you and helps me and helps the church. And that's what I have to say about single ministry. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details. Thank you.